Her back was wet with blood, and her dress was torn and useless. Why had she dared to speak to the woman that she was obliged to call mother in that way? She knew that talking was not allowed from children before chores were finished. The accusations being made by Ma were totally false, and she could not let Elmer take the blame for something she herself had forgotten to do. She shut her eyes tight against the memory, but it intruded anyway. She had just gotten up to take the water off the stove to make up dishwater for the supper dishes. Ma had stepped outside the room to turn down her bed and prepare for sleep. When she reappeared in the kitchen, she realized that the wood supply next to the stove was low. Elmer was standing next to the table gathering plates for washing. Elmer, where is the wood you were supposed to bring up to the house? Before he could answer, a hand had slapped him across the face. Getting back onto his feet and standing as tall as a five-year-old can stand, he looked her in the eye and said, Ma, I was sick today, remember? So, Elmer, you're going to play up that headache trick again. Nan, didn't your good-for-nothing mama teach you people how to work, or are you just lazy? Our mama was good. Don't say mean things about her, Nan yelled as her heart raced against the assault against her real mama's character. What about it, Elmer? Are you like your weakling mama, or what? Elmer's eyes became very large and filled with tears. He could barely remember his real mama, but when he did, he remembered soft kisses and sweet singing and a beautiful face. I'm sorry. I'll get the wood now. No, Elmer, don't. I promised you I'd do it today when your head was hurting, but I forgot. I'll get it after I do these dishes. Listen here, Nan. I'm the boss around here, and Elmer will do what I say, when I say, and you will respect me. Nan's eyes widened. Don't look at me like that, little girl. Nan held her breath. Well, I guess you will be making the trip to the woodshed with me. Ma grabbed her by the arm and jerked her along behind the shed. The strap was hanging there, waiting. Whippings were becoming more and more frequent. After Ma's husband left, they had taken on a more cruel form. The last whipping was more like a beating. It took days for the marks to scab over and heal. Little Elmer had come in that night and brought some horse medicine from the barn and applied it to the oozing marks. The next afternoon, when the schoolteacher came over, Ma had already formulated a story. Mrs. Dewey, we miss Nan and Elmer today at school. Are they sick? Mama lied the first time in her life and said, Well, Miss Sergeant, since Mr. Dewey is going to be gone for another four weeks, I need more help around here to get things done. I'm holding the kids out until he gets back. Week after week went by, and Mr. Dewey still hadn't come home. Every day, Ma grew more and more angry. It became more and more impossible to please her. When she began hitting Elmer, it was too much. Nan had to do something. Right or wrong, things couldn't stay the way they were. The coolness of the earth had settled into Nan's bones. She stood silently for a minute and carefully crept up to the farmhouse. As she opened the door, she saw that Elmer was in the pallet at the foot of the stove next to her bedroll. Ma was asleep in her room. The door held open with a rock. Slowly, she began peeling off the dress, and the dried blood stuck to it. She reached for the old shirt she normally wore over her wounds and under her dress. She had washed it today. It had blood stains on it, but would keep her from ruining another dress. 
She retrieved the old work dress that she wore when chores were messier than usual. It was the only one left. She put it on swiftly and shook Elmer awake with her hand over his mouth. Baby, we must leave. Do you understand? Stay quiet, and I will get some stuff to take with us. She found a large old handkerchief and began looking for food supplies. There was one sourdough biscuit and about a cup of cold brown beans. She located her tin cup and another rag. She would probably need that. Three matches were in the cup on the stove. She would just take two. Suddenly, she heard a sound from Ma's room, a scampering sound. Just a rat. Ma turned over. Her breathing became deep and regular. For once, Nan wished that Ma snored. She tied the handkerchief in a knot over the meager food supplies, grabbed their bedrolls, and slowly opened the door.